We're live here for Mojo Moments, and I'm your host, Dane Calder. And with me is my smarter half, Mark Jelinski, with a J at the end. Woohoo! Wait, last time you did like a whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah, okay, no, we'll only do that once in a while. Okay. That's it. I was like, I don't want to do the second time. Shit. But it's pretty good. Your, your sound effects. Beep, is, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> your repertory is kind of thin there exactly wow. look i'm gonna just you know not everyone we have a lot of new listeners i hear are jumping on the bandwagon of mojo moments and uh for those of you who want to get the little like what's this thing about well it exists mojo moments to deep dive into the wonderful world of mojo where it comes from how do you keep it and what do you do with it today mark and i are going to riff on something yes w f H. Do you want to break down what WFH is for those who may not speak office lingo? Wait, no, well, that's you're the smarter guy. So that's oh, it good. means work from home. I was trying to set you up so you could look good. No, no, no. Work from home, as most of us have been doing for a calendar year. No, wait, 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 wait. Can I jump on that? Wait, WFH, just hold on. Is that only at our office or everyone is that like into the office world uh acronyms like, i thought that? it was worldwide but maybe i just have a really small perspective anyway it is now worldwide so why mark why would we be talking about wfh well it's been a year of us all doing this here anyways in in montreal and for the most part, rest of Canada, 52 weeks of working from home and balancing all of the things that come with that. And uh, I think it's time we riffed on anything we've learned. What's what's the mojo of working at home? Uh, but 52 weeks. Think about that for a sec. I really don't want to. <laughs> so working from home, I think is a great topic. And let's make it sound like we're organized and we put our thoughts together and we come in here ready to rumble. I say we turn this riff into... You got to do a sound effect after I say it. A riff about the top three learning lessons from working from home. home. That's terrible. Can we get somebody to do sound effects for us? Oh, yeah. Maybe we can do that. (laughs) Okay, Mark. Give me one. All right. So my first thing for working from home for the past year is there needs to be sort of, as I like to call it, a separation of church and state. So at home, uh, at the beginning, your families are all sort of together. You're in the same sort of space. And obviously, this is a luxury that not everyone has. But I felt I definitely needed a space that was separate from where you know, my wife and kid were and, and and all that other stuff, the rest of your life, the the dishes and the the laundry and all that sort of stuff. You need a need a bit of a, a, a separation between the two or as much of a separation as you can make. Because if you're constantly, you know, seeing and and being distracted by other things, it's hard to focus on on whatever it is you're trying to do. Obviously this, you know, we've all been through this and we all sort of live this you know, obviously for me, this is a first world problem, still having my job and being able to do it from the comfort of my own home and exactly. having the space to do so. Like, but at the same time, there is a need, I think, to to make sure that you can demarcate as much as you can between the two, because otherwise it's just a constant bombardment of all the other things that are going on with you personally. And it's not like working from home hasn't made people a lot more efficient. 
you certainly have by reducing all of those elements of like commute time and the the hanging out uh, you know pros and cons you know the hanging out in the office the random conversations those have obviously a mojo element to them but they're also time that you know you could be i don't know doing laundry or other things and it's in that separation between the two that you can i think try to maintain an element of mental wellness between the work and the life and trying to keep both of them as separate while being experienced simultaneously. So the question I have is in the church and state, which is work and which is life? Uh, I guess you would have to say life would be church and work would be the state, right? I don't know. I'm just trying to see where I want to see where your, your, your loyalties lie, man. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of loyalties, uh, I'm noticing in your background there, if, like, did you steal that lamp from the office? No, uh, someone was throwing it away down the street uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, holy crap, I love those lights. There's ones like that in the office. Kind of crazy. I'm- yeah, I love those lamps. It, it's, I mean, it was, it, it was funny because I found that lamp. There's this sort of like a big, you know, it's kind of like a big, big lamp. And it always it has positive connotations for me because like when we used to be in the office, uh, particularly over the sort of winter months where it's really dark here in Montreal really early, we used to have those lights on sort of every other row and they would come on at about like 4.30. It always reminded me of those moments when it'd be sort of like end of day, you'd be hanging out, having a drink with your coworkers. And then I found one. I was like, holy shit, I love those lamps. And so it was a bit of it was a bit of mojo for me actually to get one and stick one here in my quote unquote office in the basement so would you say that would be your would that be your number two lesson from working from home what exactly well just a bit of the mojo of the still the workplace like i'm feeling a little romance a little little like run down memory lane there that you kind of i mean after 52 weeks there is a bit of almost nostalgia that's crept in for certain elements. Like there's a lot that I don't miss and, and, you know, for various different reasons, but you know, those elements, I was talking with, with a guy in our office uh, about it, you know, there used to be those times where it'd be like five 30, some people already left to be, you know, snowy and dark outside. It's freezing. And we would be sitting in the, the kitchen having a beer. And that was a great moment for me. And that was, always an element of mojo that was always one of the most fun working in our offices was how relaxed that was and you'd sit and you'd riff and you'd joke and talk about what's going on what's going well what's not and and these lights actually are a part of it so it's true like it does sort of tie in to an element of nostalgia for an office i can no longer work in i think it's a fair prediction and when i've asked around and polled people it's not scientific i don't think Post-pandemic, you know, everyone's kind of safe, and I, maybe we're not wearing masks anymore. Maybe we'll just keep wearing masks. I think thing. they could be made cooler. But but anyway, my point here is, uh, what I'm saying is, I think the world after pandemic land, we're still going to keep this working from home in our work life. Like, I don't think we're going back full-time office ever. Well, no, and especially for, for jobs like ours, where a lot of it is you can be done remotely. I mean, that's one of the, you know, lucky parts of what we do for a living. You know, we figured out how to do this. You know, we started planning to do the podcast. We're going to do it in your, in your office at at our office in a nice space. And then we figured out how to do it somewhere else. Like a lot of our stuff can be done. There's elements of what we do that are slightly harder and that we've had to adapt to. Like for me, brainstorming is really difficult. 
when I'm not in the room feeling the energy and like you have to give yourself the energy in some of those sort of more creative sessions. But at the same time, I can be a lot more introspective and dive into things a lot easier. So there, I think there, you're, you're right in the sense that there's a lot of stuff that working from home and, and having that ability to be at home doing what you do that's beneficial for a lot of things. There's less commute time, less travel, um, you know, just reducing the amount of carbon emissions from people coming in and out. It's, is one thing that's kind of cool that's happened. But at the same time, there might still be that need for people to get together to meet and have a hub where you can go in and, and have that human contact. Like there are people we've hired over the past year that I've never met. I'll say lesson number one from Thane working from home is exercise. Huge. I, I think initially in, in the spring of 2020, I, I started inserting a lot more, um, you know, escape from the house, I think, just to change it up and get a little, uh, I don't know, change of context. And I go for walks and runs. And I and now it's like like just before us jumping on this recording at noon, I went for a run. I didn't do that before. In my work life, I, I know some people are very good about doing exercise of life, but I, I wasn't that consistent. Now it's like I'm always getting outside and doing some exercise. I guess I'm saying exercise, but I also think there's the outside exercise. But anyway, I think for me, big lesson. Yeah, it was something that, that we both kind of did on our own. And we only realized later that we were both doing because I did the same thing. It was like March and into April. I've always sort of wanted to to get into sort of, you know, going on a routine jog, a run. And I started doing it because, as you said, it was a way to get out of the house. It was something to keep me busy. It was something that gave me a transition from being at home to doing something and then coming home sort of feeling different. Where, you know, one of the things that was cool about going to the office is that that movement gave you time to sort of decompress between the two like you're at home you're doing your home things you go somewhere there's sort of like a a hiatus in what you're doing like maybe you listen to something maybe you're driving and listening to something but there's like that gap and then you're at work you do work you leave and you kind of decompress before you get home whereas for this first of all we didn't know what the hell the covid was at the beginning we're like you know maybe you should just be in as good shape physically as you can for your body. Yeah, you're just ready, you know. You know, so your body's ready to fight off whatever this is if you get it. Because back in March, we all thought, shit, we're going to be in, you know, hospitals like in Italy with our lungs, you know, ready to burst SARS style. And that obviously, thankfully, wasn't the case. But that's how it sort of started. And I was like, this is awesome. I've never had as much exercise as I had in 2020, which was fantastic. So in the, in the same vein of that, I'd say my second lesson here, I know there's a lot of work we got to do where you maybe need a computer or a pad and you got to write notes down and all that stuff. But there is a chunk of our meeting times that I think a mistake that's happened is people feel they got to sit in front of a, a desk or in front of a screen and do a Zoom or a, a Hangout or whatever whatever your video thing is. And I think... I've seen a lot of value of having meetings where I just plug in my iPhone, put it in my, my headphones on and go for a walk. So get it. So I'm killing two birds. Like I, well, that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Going, going outside, getting some exercise, fresh air, walking and talking. And actually I find the fluidity and the nature of the conversation actually 
gels better. It's like a better jam. If it's really about a, either a brainstorm or a conversation or working through stuff. So that, that would be my second big lesson. So like turn off the video and do a bit more of a walk and talk if you can. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my second one is kind of, it kind of extends from where I was at the beginning, but that, that idea of having a sort of a secondary place to work. Um, we were saying, like, you need to get out of your house and work somewhere else. And and I think a lot of people have that same reaction, whereas before it was like, okay, I go to the office, maybe I go to a cafe and I work from there. Third place, if I'm lucky, I get to work from home and do that. So you have these sort of places where you can work, whereas now, you know, maybe that second place to work is on a walk, like you say, or if you can, you know, change rooms or something. So again, it depends on everyone's situation and how fortunate you are and, and what type of setup you've got, but just trying to be able to transition because it's, it's important, especially I think in the creative process, you need to have different places, give you sort of different stimulus, which give you different ideas, which give you different energies, which give you different sort of yeah, ways yeah. of seeing the world. And if you're not you know, lucky enough to have, say, physical space, like maybe it is you go outside and you walk. Um, during the summer, you know, if you can go outside on a on a deck or or find somewhere else to be just for a bit, it, it, it makes a big difference of having just somewhere else to do some work from. Okay, give me number three. My number three um, is to give yourself time to think. At the beginning, it was like working from home, but home became work. And so you're always in the same space. In Montreal, we've recently been going through a lockdown where you have even fewer chances of going out anywhere. You're, you're always in that same bubble. You're in that same space and you're, and you're stuck. Sort of like, I could, you could always be working. The same was true before. You could always be working, but now you're always at work. So your computer is always nearby. You're always by some kind of screen. You can always be thinking about the projects at hand. But similar to how you were saying, you know, turning off your video, go for a walk and talk if you can, that idea of just like trying to disconnect and just free your mind and free your attention. Because when you're always focused on whatever it is, you're never giving yourself that time to delve into a problem differently and relax your brain and allow your subconscious to work on it. Like I'm a big, big fan of the subconscious solving some of my problems. You know, I like, I like turning off and like letting my brain just like tick in the background. I have a lot of ideas, you know, in the shower because I can't work on anything in the shower. It's just me in there with my thoughts. One of my favorite artists, Canadian artists, Alex Coville, I'm going to destroy his line, but he said something along the lines like the the premise to coming out with ideas, fresh ideas, is by doing nothing, or something along those lines. Like you need to create the space for those ideas to take root. Yeah, the lesson you're sharing here is uh, probably true, uh, even if we weren't working from home, or maybe all these lessons. Uh, let, let, let me give you my number three then. So we've each done our three, and we sound pro. <laughs> This is my new one, and it's essentially no meetings on Monday morning in particular. It's how I like to start my week now is not having the hustle going into a meeting. And I like creating the space to sort of get the week going. I know it's a luxury. Not everyone can do that. But as much as people can say, hey, let's try and make that meeting Monday afternoon or Tuesday. But creating that space for the Monday morning to be a... a a reset and a rethink and and do what you need to do without the hustle of a meeting. 
would be my third lesson. Yeah, and what's interesting about that is that we were doing something that, you know, we, we learned from one of our clients is on during the summer and then even into the fall, and I guess in theory now, um, we, we had sort of Friday afternoons. If you were available, if you didn't have work, you were allowed to sort of take it off or focus on something else. And in the summer, it was like, get outside, try and reset, you know, mental health, physical health, all that stuff, like get away, try and do whatever you can to stay, you know, as, as healthy as possible. But it also gave a lot of people time to like wind the week down in a certain way. You know, you can actually like, okay, everything's kind of in a good spot. Like these, these other things can wait till Monday and you're allowing yourself that disconnect for a certain period of time, which again, allows you to have that time to think and, and, and gives you the time to sort of recharge your batteries in a really great way. So it's funny that, you know, we went from an agency doing something where we had sort of Fridays off and now you're sort of instituting a no meetings Monday. So you can really like wind down and then rev up and then go falls <laughs> to the walls. And then you it's going to be like no meetings Tuesday. So the <laughs> only day of the week will be Wednesday and the rest of the yeah. day. Anyway, that would be awesome. So, so let's do a recap here. So we sound super pro and people as there, as there is, you know, They'll write these down. They'll, they're going to put post-it notes on their fridge, and they're going to live by these. Okay. What are your top three learning lessons? So number one is separate church and state. Number two. Number two, similar, uh, the role of a secondary place to work. Make sure you can have two areas where you can work in. And the third is give yourself time to think. Awesome. And mine is number one, exercise. Number two, turn off the video and go – if you have to do meetings, go for a walk and talk. And number three, no meetings on Monday morning or all day or shit all week. Anyway, that that's it. That's a wrap, my friend. Well, I guess we learned something from work from home. That's yeah, great. I think we've learned something. So look, if anyone out there has other great learning lessons they'd like to share, send them our way and we will post them to the social webs. As the kids say, thanks, Thane. We'll, we'll, we'll do the uh, – anyway. You know what I mean. We'll socialize it. Like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Mojo Moments is the best podcast in the world. Uh, Dax, that's not me. That's Dax Shepard. You even said that. So that's a wrap. Thank you. And here's some tunage from Chris Vellens.